2: Plus. Delhi Alley's knockout blow sees Spurs into round four of the League Cup as we made it four games unbeaten at Wembley with a host of players resting in the process for West Ham this Saturday. We discuss both of the games and return as we have the last word on Spurs in our Stoppage Time special. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? Yes, you know. Oh, my god Brilliant! That is
3: own stuff. And still Ricky Villar. What a fantastic run. He scored. He's in there. Spurs are Tony Park, she's the hero. They get in. Woodgate. It's in for Tottenham. They've come from behind. And Spurs leave
0: Chelsea. Ericsson's in here. Oh, brilliant finish. Christian Ericsson on his birthday.
2: guys and welcome back to our bite-sized show where we have the last word on spurs you can of course follow us across a range of different social media outlets we are on twitter at last word on spurs you can also find us on facebook and also not forgetting instagram too guys you should also now be able to hear the show on audio boom itunes and Acast. so I am delighted, guys, to say tonight we'll be discussing the game against Barnsley in the League Cup and also talking about the upcoming game this coming Saturday away to West Ham. What a game that is going to be in store. But before we talk all things Spurs tonight, let's introduce the panel, talking us through the next half an hour or so. I'm pleased to say, first up, we have got Jason McGovern back on the show. Jason, how are you?
3: Oh, well and good, mate, and good. And back from Wembley, where I sat amongst about 15 empty seats around me.
2: Yeah, I think the frightening thing is, Jason, we could probably see you, it was that empty.
3: <laughs> it wasn't the best attendance, that's for sure.
2: It wasn't, we will come on to that. And joining Jason tonight, I'm pleased to say we had another member at Wembley last night, and that was Ian Gunn. Ian, how are you?
1: Yeah, very well, thanks. It was uh, nice to spread out and, and <laughs> relax and, and, and enjoy the... Uh, the, the, the wide open spaces of Wembley Stadium and, and, and see the team on the on the pitch. Great evening.
2: I bet it was. And I bet you had a good view, in, didn't you?
1: Ah oh, fantastic view. Nobody was in my way, mate.
2: <laughs> I bet there wasn't. And finally, last but certainly not least, joining the panel tonight, delighted to have him back on the show, Mr John Manning's returns. John, how are you?
0: All good, mate. Ready to bask in the glory of last night's masterclass.
2: Masterclass. I love it, John. Did you manage to catch the highlights then?
0: <laughs> I, there was only, I could only find low lights But I watched them anyway
2: Good, good well, We've got to talk about them for a while here So let's get going um, Let's come first round to you then, Jace. You were there last night So Delhi Alli's single goal Saw Spurs go through into the next round Jace, give us your assessment You was there
3: A lot of it was as, as painful as Swansea was on Saturday, really um, Quite slow, quite lethargic Took us, what, 60, 61 minutes to have a shot on target uh, and i think probably most of us on the on the night were thinking or dreading it going to nil nil an extra time and, and just dragging it the whole process on um i thought fourth you know in fairness fourth came in thought he looks <clears throat> looked very comfortable on the ball He went on one super run in the second half and um between him and sanchez albeit he's is against Barnsley and what i've seen as sanchez in the Premier League i actually preferred the look of fourth he just seemed a little bit calmer. Didn't try and do anything rash. Nothing, you know, no silly fouls or anything like that. And I was, I was suitably impressed with the lad. Um, I thought Musa Sissoko had a, had a, was as good as anyone else on the pitch. He, you know, looked to give a bit of energy, and he looked to have a little bit of urgency. And probably Sonny up front was the the liveliest of the forward players. But you know, for. <laughs> Fernando Lorente, he looked like we'd signed Vincent Janssen again. It was oh. uh, a worrying display from him. But, you know, let, let's give the players a bit of time. We won't judge him on one performance. But, but no, overall, it was, a, it was a disappointing night. And I think I was just just relieved, really, to get through and hear that final whistle.
2: Yeah, I think relieved is the word that seems to be coming forward here with regards to this performance. Ian, coming over to you, you was there as well. Is that the same kind of assessment you give it? What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I would just like to... Give, give our opponents a, a bit of praise because Barnsley come with far more endeavour and attacking intent than Swansea did, and and that 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 was that was self-evident. You know, they, yes, they defended, they defended you know stoutly for for, for an hour or so, um, uh, but they also showed a bit of endeavour. And 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 but for a for a last-ditch tackle and, a, and I think a save from Vaughan. Um, we, we, you know, the, the the mood might have been totally different this evening. But um, you know, we, we, you know, as as a podcast, we can only talk about the performance on the pitch and what what goes on around it. And and I do agree with with with, with Jason that um, that uh, of his assessment of of those players that he that he's mentioned. You know, and I thought that it was nice to see Harry Winks back on the pitch and you know slowly you know getting back to some sort of Normality he was efficient with the ball. He, you know, he seemed to shore things up um, when when they needed to be. Um, and you know, and I thought that um, that, that when he came on, little um, Jason's mate set to sign. You know, Mister and Kudu. He, um, he, he, you know, he did try and, and be a bit more direct than than perhaps we'd we had previously. So, you know, all in all, you know, as as you said, you know, job done. You know, and we move on to the next round.
2: Yeah, Ian, just taking a view for a second. We've got a question in from Martin Dolan who says, Nkudu can be the pacey counter-attacker player we crave. Give him games, give him time. Do you see it like that? Can Nkudu have an impact this season?
1: I think that um, all all players that, that are given time and, and do well and get confidence can be the players that we want. And, um, you know, you, you've said it before. On, on the last word on Spurs that this is a squad game you need all of the players to, to contribute um, and if you do get the opportunity in, in, in a cup competition to show your manager what you're capable of then why, why can't that manifest itself over to the to the to the Premier League and and, 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 and you know, the champions League because you know we, we will need to change things up and he does offer us I think you know a slightly different um, option. Um, at the moment, I think he's finding his feet. Um, you know, he, he often looks like he's perhaps trying to tad too hard, but it, it's nice to see him come on and offer us something a bit different.
2: Yeah, it most certainly can be a plan B for us. Coming over to you, John... Um... Tell me what you thought about the team lineup because a lot was made, John, in terms of the pre-match comments from Pochettino about his priority in the cup. I mean, we saw the likes of Juan Foyth, who Jason's given a mention there, Fernando Loriente, and Jan Vertonghen, who actually captained the side, John. What did you make of it? A-, a blend of experience and youth in there?
0: Yeah, I think it was what we expected it to be, really. I think, you know, if it, really, you're playing a team who are down near the bottom of the championship. You shouldn't need your first eleven, and Poch was never going to do that, was he? It's not... You know, 20 years ago, it would have been a full-strength 11. You'd have thought, but you know, it's all about managing the squad this early into the season, giving new players some time. And yeah, we, I think we got what we expected, really, in terms of um, team selection, without a doubt.
2: And John, just to give you for a second, I mean, even the bench, quite strong options on there. The likes of Aldevar, Dyer, Eriksson, and Kane to change it if it was going to be required.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, that's you know, when people moan about our bench, it really is because the first 11 is generally very, very strong. And, you know, last night, it was a bit of the opposite. You know, if you are going to play a few of the fringe players, then naturally the bench is going to look a lot better than what's, you know, maybe lining up from the start. But, yeah, luckily, you know, Kane and Ericsson managed to have a a rest for the night, as did Toby. So, yeah, I think it was... Although it weren't the best display in the world, it's cup football. We won, we're through, that's all that matters, really. We go on to win this cup, you know, we won't be worried about the attendance or anything like that. Last (laughs) night, it'll be, you know, first hurdle on the way to the trophy and, Yeah, we got it out of the way. It was was all good.
2: Yeah, we're going to come on to the attendance shortly. But, John, just sticking with you very finely, and a couple of questions coming about Tottenham's tempo at Wembley, the build-up play. Based on the game, John, in terms of the Barnsley one, is it hard to judge because you are putting a team out there that, I think, like you've said, it's a mixture. So, therefore, you're not going to get the rhythm, maybe the pace of play that you would have if you are putting the consistent 11 out there every week?
0: Well, I think it was pretty telling that the goal was, you know, a bit of Premier League quality. You know, it was a nice touch on from um, Trippier, past the defender, burst of pace and a, a lovely cross, which Deli Alli did, you know, he he did what Deli Alli does. I think <clears throat> that was, you know, the key was that that one moment of Premier League class is ultimately what outdid Barnsley. And, you know, as the boys have said already, they did well. But the one thing I'd say about, you know, the, the stick that Deli Alley's had recently, I think that just, you know... He's such a classy player, all right? You say it's a championship team, but the way he found space and the way that the defence, you know, they didn't know he was there. You know, if you put that boy in a sleeping bag with Gemma Collins, you'll find space. That's how good he is.
2: (laughs) You've been lining that one up, John, haven't you? You've been lining that one up. I love it. I do like (laughs) that one. I'm going to come back, back round to you, Jace. We've had some I say, the questions here from Neil and Alex. Thank you very much for those in terms of the build-up and the tempo. Jace at half-time, it was 60% possession, nine attempts on goal with none on target so far. Lorenzo went the closest for Spurs. At half-time, Jace, was you fearing the worst? What was your thoughts?
3: Well, I think at half-time, I'd, I'd, I thought that surely over the course of 90 minutes at, at some stage we'll find a way through. But it was pretty pretty painful watching I mean whether we'd had nine shots or not I think Laurenti's header over the top and one header from fourth that that drifted past the post was really the only two meaningful efforts at goal and, and the worrying thing was both of those came from, from set pieces and you think come on it is Barnsley and okay it's not a full strength Tottenham side but there's still enough on the pitch to surely be able to get in and behind them or to be able to open them up with with you know with a decent bit of play in the course of 45 minutes so That was the worry. Like I say, I felt that surely the goal will come, and eventually it did. But it was still a worry that we didn't create that many clear-cut chances over the course of the 90 minutes. You know, I don't know what the stats show, and there were a lot of of, of shots that were either straight at the goalkeeper or, you know, shots from distance. You know, I don't call those clear-cut chances. So that's the worry going forward. We've still got to find a way to create more of those openings.
2: We have got to, really have. Coming over to you, Ian, just at half-time, stick it up for a second, do you not think reflected on that game going into the break, that like Jason just said there, wasn't much created at all? Do you not think we're basing tonight, well, basing the night of Barnsley on giving players an opportunity to come on and prove themselves? Do you not think that night was particularly looking for the likes of maybe a Marcus Edwards? Yes, a young player, we haven't seen much of him. Potch was adamant that he still doesn't feel he's ready for this kind of Competition yet? Do you kind of go along the lines of that? or I mean, is it a case of just trusting Potch on that decision?
1: Well, I think that you know, b- before you know, come on the, the the show, I you know did done a little bit of research, and I, I don't think the the last game that Marcus Edwards played, I don't think he he, he covered himself with with, with much glory. The, the the reports that that I was reading, you know, from you know from from those guys that follow those sorts of games. I think there was a guy called and John's gonna have to help me out now. His surname's Bennett, um, and, he, and he I think he's he's showing a bit of, of, of promise. But yeah, I think it did need some sort of creativity and you know to to up it a bit. Um, I mean, my, my, I think my biggest concern, you know, last night and and, and more so against Swansea is, is is our complete sort of like lack of available left footed cover at full back. You know, it was it was painful, you know, the Swansea game, you know, when we swapped um, Trippier over onto the to, to the left back spot, um, you know, and to see him, you know, double back. And and although Carl Peters Peters did, you know, try to, to to ping some crosses over with his left foot, his natural inclination was to come back on his right. Now our our, our whole style of play um, is 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 based on, you know, fast wing backs who who can you know can get forward, and, and, and hopefully whip balls in with their preferred foot. So that that was my my big issue with, with the whole, uh, well, the, the last two performances really, really is is that is that is that is that we looked slightly uh, you know off off balance and disjointed in in certain key parts of the field. So yes, I think it's good to get people like the Marcus Edwards is on. But he's got to deserve it, and I think you know, as you know, as, as you said, you know, I think we have to to, to trust Posh and the, and the training in uh, his training team to, to to determine whether they're ready for the first team or not.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think Potter's has shown normally in the past, he normally gets it right when he feels a player is ready to be put into action for Spurs in terms of the first team. So it'll be interesting to see his development, Marcus Edwards, because I think he's a player that Spurs have very high hopes for. Signed a new contract recently. I think a lot of people just want to see him given that opportunity and getting burst onto the scene. So fingers crossed there will be more opportunities for him to come. Going to come back round to you, John. The breakthrough did finally come. Deli Alli, you mentioned it. John, give us your thoughts on this celebration. I know a lot has been made of it. Where do you stand on the whole Deli Alley, the cusping ears after the goal?
0: Ah, oh, mate. it was Ah, uh, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. If, listen, if Delhi if Alley scores a goal, pulls mm. his shorts down, and curls one out on the pitch, I'd still applaud him. <laughs> he could do what he likes once he scored a goal, I don't care. I think it's it's silly that we're even having to talk about it, but I, I mean, obviously, I know why you've asked hmm. me. But I've got a, yeah. Exactly. He, he he seemed pretty pleased, and then he cupped his ears. I think it was more in like a sarcastic, humorous way, just because of you know how sparse the crowd was. I honestly think that's it. You know, he tweeted afterwards that one felt good, and a picture of him celebrating with a big smile on his face. You know, I think that the the fact is we he did score, we did win, and that's all that matters, really.
2: Hmm. I mean, John. For me, I've, I've said it before. I think we've got to enjoy him for as long as he's here. And I think I think you've said, Jason said as well. He's he's a phenomenal player. Do you just think, John? The recent rumours about the changing of agent. I mean, that hasn't helped the situation. He's had a slight dip in form, but then we have to remember, John. He is still only twenty. I think twenty-one. He's only in his th- third th- third full season. I mean, yeah. what more do we want from the kid at this age?
0: I think that's it. I mean, he has started slow, you know. In terms of the, you know, the standard that he set himself, but he still scored three goals already. I think it's three goals. Is it? Am I wrong? Yeah,
2: no, I think you're right. I think it is. No, yeah, think, three yeah. goals. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when you look at it like that, you think, well, you know, just let's just. Well, I'm not. I'm not subscribing to. Oh, we need to enjoy him while he's here because he'll be off soon. I honestly don't think he will. I think you know, there's rumours going round at the minute that a new contract is being prepared for him, which might have something to do with the agent, obviously. You know, if if he's changed management group and he gets a big pay rise, then good luck to him. We'd rather all rather that than him leave, you know, and in, in, in a new agent sorts out a move to Real Madrid or whatever for him. But just let the kid be. I think he's, he's going to have dips in form. But like I say, if he's not playing great, but he's still scored, was it three in the five he's played? I think it is. That's not bad going, is it?
2: No, it's not. I mean, I say it all the time, John, I think for us, he's the go to guy. He always seems to dig us out of a hole when we're in one. Jase, coming over to you. I have to ask you about it because it is, like I say, over the social media recently about the celebration. Is it being looked into too much? You know, I've, I've seen crazy comments about Delhi. So what what's your thoughts on it from your perspective, Jace? You were there as well.
3: Well, I think, you know, if, if people thought he was having a knocker, maybe he's had one or two bits of critics and we know Delhi's a, a big social media issue, the user rather, and maybe he's, he's, he has just glanced at some of the, some of the ridiculous comments he's had online. But, just you know, just let the boy be. I mean, there was one part in the game where the the, the twenty five people behind the goal were singing "Deli, Deli, give us a wave," and he was was more than happy to oblige to them. So I, I think you know it was the same over Burnley, wasn't it? When everyone said he didn't look happy when he scored, people want to just examine everything in minute details, and you think, look, just let the boy play and just get on with it. And those those people that have been online saying, oh, if he's like this, we should sell him. Oh dear, the the day that Tottenham want to sell players like that, Mm. (laughs) you know, that's a crazy idea. But there are some people out there that think if that's how his attitude is, sell him. You just shake your heads when you see something like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we've said in the past, he does seem to be a player that Potter's got under his wing. I think Delhi. It's been well documented that he sees Pochettino as this kind of father figure who has really, over this last three years, he's revolutionised this guy's career. So when I refer to the fact of, look, we need to enjoy him as long as we have him, it's only because for me personally, I see a player in there that I, I can visualise him being this superstar. I, I really can. And it just it's just my concern with the agents that are out there, the people that are in his ear, I just kind of fear that there are people out there that want to try and get to him. And want to cause trouble, but listen. If the player wants to be here, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to be disappointed about that. He's a phenomenal player. Hopefully, he's at Spurs for many, many years to come. Just Ian, to get your final thoughts on Alley about this subject, because I'm sick of talking about it. Really, what's your thoughts on it?
1: Okay, um, I am going to be honest with everybody. Um, at the time, at the time in the stadium, I thought. Where was that coming from? Um, and I can perhaps understand how some people might have taken it too far, because let's be honest, there are some on social media that that seem to enjoy putting out inflammatory tweets and comments on on on, on other sort of social media platforms in the hope that it gets them noticed rather than what they're actually sort of thinking themselves. Um, you know, having seen the images and you know, afterwards and, and, and read his tweet uh, post the, the, the Barney game, I had no problem with it at all. And and I totally get what, what my two other colleagues on the pod have said tonight, that that, that, that there might have been a bit of humour in there. Um, with regards to yeah, the empty seats, um, and, um, and and I agree that um, he is a special talent. And if he wants to, if he wants to sort of like put his hands up to his ears, or you know, or or, or make funny shapes, or you know, or, or do the old um, the old special secret handshakes with, with 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 Sonny, then 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 he can fill his boots, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think a lot of it. Again, we we say it on here, don't we? I mean. Let him do his talking on the pitch. That's the main thing. As long as he gets the goals on the pitch, we couldn't care less what he's doing in terms of celebrations. I mean, the guy, it's two goals within his last three appearances at Wembley. I mean, he is the most fouled player as well this season. And that, I'd say, that must irritate him as well, the guy. He, he has shown some maturity recently. Yes, he had the the recent issue at England. I mean, hopefully that won't come to anything much. But he's such a great player. And I'd rather talk about the positives rather than negatives about him, because there's so much positive to focus on with Delhi. And fingers crossed, I mean, again, I have no doubt, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be sitting here on the pod talking about a fantastic goal that he scored, leading Spurs to a win. That's just the nature of it. But let's talk about a guy that helped Delhi get that goal, and that was Kieran Trippier. Now, coming back round to you, John, Serge was present in the stadium last night, one of a few <laughs> watching the game. Um, Kieran Trippier, John, I mean, it's looking like potentially he's going to be Tottenham's second choice right back. But again, another assist for him, John.
0: Yeah. And he did it so well. Like I said, that, that little burst of pace, little bit of directness. Um, and he picked Dele out really well. And I thought he he did all right. He was solid enough, you know, ultimately got, got that assist. And yeah, you know, I think it is what it is. And he knows it. Like, like I said previously Mm. last week, he's got that pay rise. He's got the number two shirt. He knows what's what, you know what I mean? He's, Was he 27 a couple of days ago? He's at that point in his career where, if if he's happy to be part of this squad, I think if I I can see where he's coming from, I'd rather be I wouldn't say he's a bit part player, but I'd rather be a player, you know, playing for a Champions League club who's not necessarily going to play every week at 27 than some than playing for Bournemouth, for example, no disrespect to them, but who might play 90 minutes every week. And I think, you know, there's every chance that he could get better. We've seen how much his game has come on since he first came in. None of us were particularly excited about his signing, were we? If I remember rightly so. And <laughs> since then, he's become an England international. You know, he's played in, in the Champions League. And, uh, you know, we've all taken to him, I think. You know, there were times last season, towards the end, where we were seeing Trippier on the team sheet and absolutely no one was going, oh, that should be Walker. Because he played himself into the shirt. And he's he's got to do it again. And like I said again last week, if he manages to do that, and he does oust Aurier for any length of time, it's because he's played well enough to deserve it. Yeah. So, you know, g- good luck to him. I think it, there, there's there's definitely a... He, he's, I'm glad he stayed and I'm glad he's got his new contract because trying to find someone else to play that role who's as good as he is would be bloody difficult, that's for certain.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've seen it, have not we, in terms of the striking option up top with Kane, trying to find someone who's happy to come in be second fiddle, that's been hard in itself. So it tells you as well in other areas how hard that's going to be. And it also reminds me, John, I mean, like you said, I mentioned there at Trippier, all about Ben Davis, how he's coming now. And you're probably thinking to yourself, well, Danny Rose, you know, after his comments, is he going to get back into this Tottenham team? I mean, fabulous player, John. But again, we've got a similar situation there, haven't we?
0: Well, he's he's shown himself to have a questionable attitude. And I think, you know, it's well documented that as Tottenham fans, you know, we don't generally take kindly to mm. that kind of thing. No. As, as much as a good player that he is. But, yeah, I think I think um, Danny Rose will have a tough time getting back in. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to walk straight back in. Mm. And if Ben Davies keeps on playing like he has been, you know, especially like he did against Dortmund, for example, if he carries on like that until Rose is back, then, yeah, it's going to be a tough decision for the manager and really difficult for Rose to get back in. But like I say, it's good for the team, it's good for the club. So, it's good for us as fans, you know. It means that he's playing well enough to get back in there, so... No, yeah. I'm, I want him, I'm looking forward to him coming back. Don't get me wrong, I've missed Danny Rose. I love him, but, yeah, we'll find it hard, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, we won't... Well, we are missing at the moment that pace up the left-hand side. Ben Davies done brilliant for us, but he will add, for me, I've said it before, another dimension to this game. When you think about the likes of Uriah on the right, Rose on the left, I mean, it's going to be frightening pace down there on the flank. So, I think, really looking forward to that. Go on, John.
0: I think the thing is, I would say that, you know, I'll take Dortmund again. When Davies was playing there, he never got roasted, not once. All right, he did against Everton in the first mm. few minutes of that game when it was nil-nil. But, you know, that's the only time this season where I've gone all, you know, that, he, he looked a bit dodgy there and he's played really well since. And I think the the kind of stamina that he showed throughout the Dortmund game up against Yarmolenko and Pulisic at times, you know, I think he'd done really well. I, I, I've got no question marks over Davies now. When I see him on the, on the start the 11, I'm not worried about him. You know, we've had plenty of players... Down, down the down the years who have struck fear into us and they're playing on our team you know what I mean it's not like seeing a, an opposition team sheet full of world class players when you've got team sheets with Doherty and Brunyevcevic on you're thinking oh shit but yeah no, we, we love him it's all good
2: yep yeah. No, yeah, it is very much all good. Let's bring it back round to you, Jason Wanna ask you about a couple of players. Um Walker Peters, apparently he impressed last night alongside you Anne Foyeth. And also Tashin Oakley Booth, who became the first player last well, last night now, which was on the Tuesday born this millennium, to play for Tottenham Hotspur in a competitive match. God, that makes me feel old. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so it makes you feel old, it makes me feel ancient. <laughs> um No, I mean Oakley Booth I mean in fairness, Oakley Booth came over what the last I think it was, might have even been into stoppage time. Yeah. So, you know, we can only say about Oakley Boo. that we saw the, some promising signs from him on that in those uh, US tour games. Carl Walker Peters looked looked very solid last night. Uh, you know, just as calm and that as he was in the uh, in the, in the uh, Newcastle game. bursey and said, probably the one the one thing that worried you a lot, or worried you, but the one complaint you might have had about him was too often he looked to having played on the left side, looked to, to cut it onto his right foot. And so we, we that's why I said it was a bit like Swansea in that when we had Trippier out there. But, you know, defensively he'd done his job, although it probably wasn't the biggest test for him. And that, yeah, for, for a kid that's making his second appearance, it was a perfectly acceptable display.
2: OK, fair enough. Uh, Ian, coming over to you, Harry Winks. There's been some comments recently from him saying, look, we accept Wembley is not the same as white hart lane's atmosphere what do you make of those comments and his performance on the night in um, the,
1: the comments you know you you can't question them because you know i think we've all said in the past that that you know it, it's a factual comment you know wembley's this this big open bowl that 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 you, you struggle to get an atmosphere in um, whereas Whyart Lane was a nice, tight little ground where, you know, that, that those those people that were that were in, you know, the, the first two rows felt that they were almost part of the of the, of the playing, the the team that were playing on the pitch, you know. So there, there is there is, you know, I think that that is a factual statement he's made. Um, as for as for seeing him, I think he's a cracking little player. I, I really do. I think he's got, you know, loads and loads of of, of Potential, um, and um, if, if he's given the, the, the chance, and you know, to, to, to stake a claim, you know, I, I, I think he can be every, every bit as good as, as, as some of the other midfield generals that we've had at our club.
2: Yeah fingers crossed I mean definitely now for us Harry Winks this has to be the season where you think this could potentially be the big breakthrough He has admitted Freeze. now he's back to 100% really looking forward to seeing him and um, for a second John we've got a question in from Mark Butcher who says the attendance shows how we feel about Wembley how do we improve it I mean I made the argument off air I spoke to you guys about it I said well the club in terms of the ticket prices I don't think you can ask for much more so what else can we do John on cup nights like this
0: well, I just think it's just like you know like I say You know, when we was talking off air, I said this time last year we played Gillingham at White Hart Lane and there was 26,000 there. But because it's, you know, last season the capacity at the lane was 31,000, there was only 5,000 empty seats a year ago. Whereas last night there was, you know, 60,000 empty seats. Obviously, it's going to look ridiculous as it did, you know. And uh, all I can say is fair play to to the soldiers that turned up and supported the team because, you know, the club did everything they could, I believe, you know. Pricing it, uh, you know, if you a dad taking his son, that's only fifteen quids worth of tickets you have got to fork out for. You know, you know, I speak from experience. For you know, as a man who takes his son to every single game that I go to, it does cost a bit. But you know, I just think that if, if we weren't in in Europe and we, you know, we didn't have the Champions League nights to look forward to, then it, you know, naturally the less games you play, the less chance there is to watch your team play. So the more people would make the most of the game, like last night. But yeah. I think now we're I don't think there's anything the club can do, mate. Ultimately, even if we were the best team in the land, you can't make people come out and, and buy a ticket. It right. was just one of them. <clears throat> Tuesday night against Barnsley, you know what I mean? Seven days before, we're playing Dortmund, do a top of the Bundesliga. If you, it, say you can only afford to go to one of them. What one are you going to pick?
2: Of course, yeah. No, of course you'll pick Dortmund, of course. It's down to, for me.
0: It's just, you know, we are playing bigger games against bigger teams now. And just because it's a cheap ticket doesn't mean that parents or fans have any extra money in their pocket because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I
2: completely so, agree with you, John. It's one of where got... maybe potentially, John. Um, if we get a bigger team in the next round, could that change?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so for, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, it depends how we're doing. If we <laughs> if we do all right at home in, in the in the meantime, then that'll help. But, yeah, I think, you know, maybe if we'd have won on Saturday against Swansea, it would have brought a few more people out. You don't know, do you? You know, we're, we're fickle as you like, aren't we, the Spurs fans? We are. But maybe the club can't do much about that. No. Apart from not lose a game.
2: <laughs> apart from yeah. that. No, apart from <laughs> that. But we wouldn't change it for the world, John. We love being fickle, our Spurs. We do love, oh, we it. love it. We do. Um, Pochettino, post-match, did thank the Tottenham Hotspur fans who attended Wembley to watch the League Cup win. He also mentioned Deli Alley as a top player for Tottenham and key Spurs. So there you go. And finally running off saying that he was very happy about the performance of Yuan Foyth who was the man of the match. G- guys, before we go to a very quick break, just a reminder of that game, the League Cup, we did have the likes of Lloris, Alderweireld, Oria, Ericsson and Kane all rested for West Ham to come. And that's what we're going to be talking about after this very short break. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the last word on Spurs. Guys, as always, we ask you to get your questions into us every week. You can do that by tweeting our Twitter account of @lastwordonspurs with the hashtag LWOS. We're going to talk about West Ham next. So let's go along to you, Jace, to begin with. West Ham, they've won their last two games at home this season. It seems to be their cup final this one, Jace. How are we going to deal with it? Bear in mind our recent record against West Ham at their manor, regardless of whether the bowling or the Olympic Stadium, Hasn't been
3: that good, Jace? No, we, we have to learn some serious lessons of the past two seasons. It's probably been our most difficult game, in fairness to them, to them over those two seasons. They've played an intensity and such that we've really struggled with. And looking back over the, the two games, we've hardly had a, a, a sniff at goal in, in either game. I think last year we had that, that, the, the big Harry Kane scramble just before half-time. Where to keep? Didn't he make a tri- double or triple save? Another that we did very little on the night, and it was the same same the year before. So we have to learn that that intensity. We have those players. Hopefully, will realise that West Ham will be well and truly up for it. They'll be battling away to get Billets and points, and we, we we just have to handle that situation ahead of a lot better than we have done the past two seasons.
2: Yeah, we most certainly have to. Coming over to you, John. We have found in the past that our pressing game has been really hard to impose on West Ham. And in fact, they've almost done that to us, that their pressing game, we just don't seem to have an answer for it. Is there anything we can do, John, different, learning the lessons of the past, which Jason has said, to try and find a way to win there? Because, I mean, our home form, Wembley's form isn't great. We need to win these away games, don't we, John, really, to kind of catch up on the points we're losing?
0: Yeah, we do. I think it's, you know, it's just just as important as it always is. You know, the fact that it's... uh, an early Saturday one means, you know, you've got a, I know it's not putting any uh, real pressure on other teams. You play after us in the afternoon, but it gives you that chance to, you know, instead of always being chased, if you like, sorry, the chaser, we are, you know, we've got a chance to put down three points and move up into the top four before the other sides have played on Saturday, which would make the table look nicer for us. And, you know, maybe take away some of that Wembley doom, if there's any still knocking about. And I think that, it's probably the perfect game to do it in because you know right before the season started, everyone's talking about oh, in Newcastle one after the last time we played there, and it's very much the same scenario really going into this one on Saturday because obviously the last two times we played West Ham away, we've lost one nil. So <clears throat> I think we need to see a real you know a real statement performance from the from the boys on Saturday, and I, I you know what I mean you trust and you believe that they'll they'll, they'll manage it. I think yeah. I think we'll be all right. I've got a good feeling about this one.
2: Okay, fingers crossed John. And coming over to you, Ian, there has been that suggestion in the past that West Ham have looked more up for it than Spurs, and that's a concern because it is as I say at the end of the day, it is a London derby. I mean fair enough to West Ham it is their cut final. Let's grant that for them. Is that suggestion Ian gonna prove to be true again or can we try and find a way of getting past them at their manner?
1: Well I'm gonna I'm gonna say this with my tongue firmly in my cheek.
2: <laughs> Maybe we have to treat it as a cut final.
1: You know, and I, and, I, and I and I don't. And that might sound a bit flippant, but it's not meant to be. You know, at the end of the day, they outpressed us at the bowling ground two years ago. You know, we, we couldn't get our game going. And I think on the night, if memory serves me right, and I'm sure, you know, you're, 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 you. The guys will put me put me straight. On that night, two years ago at the bowling ground, I think we could have gone top. Yeah, we could. Of, of, yeah, that's right. Uh, and and yeah. and and we and and. You know, we we got out you know, and that, um, Mr. Noble, um, you know, fair play to him in, in, in that first half. He, he you know, he, he bossed the midfield. Um, the, the second game, as as Jason's quite rightly said, apart from a, a cane scramble, I mean, I can't recall getting in a bit of there being much for, for, for. Uh, the Spurs faithful to get behind so you know if if we want to to like to do something on saturday then i think we're going to have to be up for it from that da- from from minute, from the minute go and we to have to give the, the 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 fans in 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 the stadium something to to sort of get behind you know and, and so, because once we do say we, we you know when we do get ahead and i'm going to be you know positive here then you'll you'll notice you'll you probably be at a pin drop in that stadium, um, <laughs> apart from apart from a from a very small bit, you know, uh, section. So that's what we have to do. So uh, I know it, started, it might have sounded flippant, but we maybe have to treat it as a cup final because ultimately it's the only game that that West Ham seem to raise themselves for.
2: Mm, I mean that's a fair point. It, it as does... well, Go
3: ahead, Yeah, I think as well. In, in fairness, you know, wh- whatever people think of Billich. He's actually done a job on us. I mean, we've played West Ham, what, four times with Billich, and he was also in charge of, I think it was Bajictus, when we played them a couple of years ago in the Europa League, and they came to Tottenham, got a result, got a result against us out there. We saw Billich that night at the bowling two years ago. He he was one of the first people that went to three at the back that night, remember? And that system totally caught us out, and and they, they caught us completely. You know, they came to White Hart Lane last year in bad form. We were going well, and... All right, we we won that game three two, but for most of that game, we Ham with a were the better side in that game, and the, and it was the case at, at the at the council tip last year right at the end of the season. Mm. So you know, I mean, in fairness to Bilic, he's 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 kind of worked a way of playing against Pochettino out, mm. and yep. you have to give him credit for that.
2: He has. I mean, he definitely has got Pochettino's card marked at the moment, and it's up to Poch to show his hand now, and fingers crossed he will have one in mind for the game on Saturday. Jase, to give you for a second, in terms of selection for that game, I mean, we do have Apoel midweek in the Champions League, Then Bele played, obviously, in the Barnsley game. Those contributing factors, Jace, do you see that playing a part in terms of our selection, or do you expect to see Tottenham's first team?
3: Well, I think that's, that's Kane will come back, and we know that Eriksen will come back, and Ali will play. I think the the only I'm sure Oriane will mm. come in
2: yep.
3: on yep. the right side. So it is the, the Dembele issue. I think it was a, I think all of us were shocked to see Dembele start the game last night, that's for sure, because having missed Swansea and, and, and thinking West Ham and Applewell and a, a Premier League game straight um, is is there a league game after Applewell? There is, isn't there? It yeah, it's be. Huddersfield, yep. isn't it? It is indeed yeah, before yep. before we go to the international break. So yep. you think at some stage he will miss one of those games. And so it was a, a big surprise to see him play last night. I, for me, he has to play at West Ham. but Because um, I think we're always a better side with Dembele in it. But um, <laughs> anyone's guess whether he does play at the weekend. It, it, it was a really strange strange choice last night.
2: Yeah, but then you're suggesting there, Jay you're saying he has to play against West Ham, which then probably means he won't play for Applewell. But then if he's played against Barnsley, I, I don't know. I mean, that would suggest he wouldn't play against West Ham.
3: Well, exactly. We just don't know. But for me, he has to play because I know it's too early to start panicking about dropping points and things. But at five points behind the two leaders, if we were to lose on Saturday and find ourselves eight points behind at this stage, eight points behind two clubs, you're already starting to to think, you know, it's it's getting increasingly difficult to do that. So for me, the West Ham game is, is a really, really important game. You know, it's an important game for the supporters, as Ian said. We, we we do have to kind of treat it like a cup final, not 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 in the in the mocking way, but but get ourselves as up for it as and realise it's an important game to us as it is to them. And so, for me, Dembele. If if I'm picking Dembele for EPL or West Ham, for me, 100 percent it's the West Ham game. Okay,
2: interesting.
1: Yeah, could I just just think that you know going on to the L game? Yeah. Um, remember, you said me right. We haven't got Vatonga for that game, have we? No,
2: that's right. So Vatonga, yeah, we haven't got Vatonga for that game. That's correct. Yeah.
1: So is it? So would 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 the guys sort of like recommend us looking at a potential revised um, defensive line for the West Ham game, or, or do you put Vatonga in and work around the Apoel game as a separate entity? Good question. You put Vatonga in, Ian. Hey, yeah, yeah. The Tongan plays,
3: right? Yeah, Tongan plays. You pick the strongest possible team for West Ham and and get those get those three points on the board.
2: What's your thoughts on it, John? Yeah, I was about to say exactly what
0: Jason just said. If You know, Tongan can't play the next game, so you know that means he's he's imp- he's important for the West Ham game, and uh, he, he's got to play. You know, as Jay just said, he's part of our best eleven. There's, there's no doubt in my mind, and he will play. He'll start, and he'll play the old game, injuries
2: permitting. And very quickly, John, your thoughts on Dembélé? This conundrum that we seem to have had ourselves in here.
0: It depends. I mean, if if you if you say to him, look, you could do West Ham, do Applewell, and then we'll give you a rest when we play Huddersfield the Saturday after. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't know. I don't know whether we seem to wrap him in cotton wool because it seems that that's what you got to do with him. I don't know. He look, you know, he's a big, robust lad, isn't he? And you think we're we're treating him like he's a baby who's just come into the team, but unfortunately, he does seem to have this. You know, he don't he don't seem to be able to do three games in a week. And no. I, but what I would say is, last night against Barnsley he probably wasn't as taxing on his legs as it would have been against Dortmund. So maybe you know, compared to that, it, it might have been like a gentle workout for him really last night. And in in that respect, he'll, he'll play Saturday. I think he'll play Saturday anyway, and then they'll just see how he goes ready for Well But. Let's hope that Wanyama comes back maybe for one yeah, of these two indeed. and then it's not so much of an issue.
2: No, that's a very good point you make there, John Fingers crossed he can. I mean, I'm just trying to think back with Dembele. I can't even remember the bloke playing twice a week, let alone three times in a week. James, can you think of times where he's played more than once a week? I'm i I'm really struggling with Dembele. I can't I can't fathom it. Off,
3: off the top of my head, it's a it's a long time ago mm, and if he did play three times in any week, he probably only played sixty five minutes of the three games. Yeah. So I think the other thing, just on Ian's point, on, on Vertonghen as well, I think the other reason I'd say you you definitely play with Andy Carroll will play. And and as big a donkey as Andy Carroll can be, you know, physically and in the air, he can be unplayable at times. And so I think to to throw a back three of, which includes Foyth and Sanchez, into a battle with Andy Carroll, they'll have never played, either of them will have never come across a player that, that is as, Difficult in the air to counter as Andy Carroll, and so I think you you definitely need that bit of experience around for just just to handle him. And that's not trying to praise him too much because, as I say, for a lot of the game he looks a donkey, but he's an absolute menace in the air if he's if if they get the delivery of balls right to him.
2: Yeah, you mentioned fourth there, Jace, You don't expect him to be involved, do you? I mean, I wouldn't think he's it'll be anywhere near this team. Just just no, my I think, observation.
3: I think you know the, the, the formation is probably going to be the the three at the back, and it'll be. Sanchez Toby again
2: yeah yeah no I think that's what it will be um, let's come back round then to you John give us your prediction then John I know we're, this is a part of the show that you either love or dread what, what's your thoughts on it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go 2-0 away win I think we'll play 3 at the back we'll nullify the threat of um, Carroll in the air by having 3 big centre-halves in there and we'll we'll spring them like we did against Dortmund and I <clears throat> I, I can't see them scoring honestly I can't 2-0 Spurs
2: yeah, hopefully, like I say, we can get the game early in terms of setting that ascendancy. Ian, come around to you. Prediction?
1: Um, oh, I think that I, I think I'm gonna have to go for a one all.
2: Okay, you, you can be honest; it's not a problem. Honesty is always good.
1: Yeah, one one all. I just you know, which which you know, based on the last two two years, as we've discussed, would would would, would represent. Uh, an, an improvement against West Ham you know I'd love I'd I, I take I'd take John's 2-0 win I'd, I'd snap your hand off now for that but you know I, yeah I'm, I'm a draw and yeah sorry lads I can't you no, know, fair I, enough. I, I, I mean, have to go I have to go for that
2: Ian their home form at the moment you've got to say for them they're doing okay Jace, can you give us um, any positive on this I mean John's gone there very brash 2-0 Ian reserving at 1-1 what can you go for what can you tell us Jase
3: well, considering I tipped big wins for against Burnley and Swansea, and, and we've got neither, and then last oh. night I tipped a Barnsley win and it, it came our way. I'm going to say West Ham will beat us 5-0. Oh,
2: <laughs> Jason! In the, the reverse
3: logic. Oh, no, don't. seriously, I think it, it will be a, a more difficult... You know, we've got to play it as a really big game. I think if we do that and we match their intensity, then I fancy a 2-0 like John or, or maybe a 2-1. But we have mm. got to match that intensity... And understand it is a real battle there, and we've got to take that as if we're playing Chelsea or Arsenal, not as a as as, a, as we we have done in the last few years of thinking it's a London derby of the magnitude of Fulham or Crystal Palace.
2: Yeah, I think mean, I think you've hit the nail on there, JJ. If we approach the game with the right attitude, the right mentality, starting the ascendancy, like I said earlier, I think that's the most key thing with for Spurs when we play against West Ham is that West Ham for always when we play over at their place, whether it be bowling or the Olympic Stadium they've always been the ones to set the tempo and it's time that Spurs need to do that now we need to go over there impose our game on them and I think like you boys have said you know if we turn up play to our maximum we can beat anyone we can beat anyone John been a real pleasure having you back on the show tonight
0: nice one mate thanks for having me I'd just like to say Jay that's 250 to one with Bet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stick, stick a fiver on it mate and uh, next home game I'll see you in the torch and the beers are on you
3: <laughs> I, got, I got accused of trying to cash in on dirty money as
1: it was this week. So.
2: <laughs> God, we're getting accused of being more betting sponsorship here. Um, Ian, coming over to you. Thank you very much for tonight. Really enjoyed having you back on.
1: Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. It always is.
2: And Jace, thank you as always.
1: No problem. Mate. We
2: are going to be back on Monday night. Hopefully talking about a Tottenham Hotspur win and rolling into another Champions League game. As always, for another week... With a weekend to come, enjoy guys. Come on you Spurs. Well, a goal. Oh, a goal.
3: Kane against Randall. And he
0: scores. Darling a bright heart. They might well have won this London derby for Tottenham.